welcome back. Pure Finesse Podcast coming to you live again. For the first time in a while, me and Malcolm are going to be bringing the weekly recaps back. Long time no see, eh? Yeah, it's been a while. I don't know how long, maybe over a month now. Oh, more than that, for sure. Yeah. The NFL has been kind of keeping us underground for a couple of, since September. So it's, yep. uh, with the NFL only having a week left to go, I think it's more than, more than long overdue that we get to the rest of the sports. Because you know yep. what? Everything's There's back a- now. It's just not the NFL. Exactly. I love it. But it is obviously Boxing Day. How was your Christmas, my friend? Oh, it was amazing. A few sports gifts I got were, like, my brother got me an Allen Iverson jersey. I got a Brendan Gallagher jersey. I uh, got a little hoop uh, basketball thing in the basement. So that's pretty fun. What did you get? So um, just, um, Would you not make the argument that Allen Iverson is probably the best player to never win a title? I always think about that, yes. It, especially in basketball, he's arguably one of the best to never win the title. I put John Stockton up there too, obviously, with Utah. But AI, just the talent that he had and how, the scoring ability that he had, and he never won a title. He, he got to the finals a couple times, but he was outshined by a few star players. Yeah, everyone, and the only thing that's remembered of that finals against the Lakers and Sixers was AI stepping over Tyron Lue. Over Ty Lue. That's iconic. And he did that in the finals. He stepped over somebody. Exactly, He's right? So, like, really, no one remembers who won that NBA finals, but, you know, everyone remembers the step over. Yeah. But, yeah, like, we kind of got a rude awakening with the snow, you know, because, you know, White Christmas, I know it's really... You guys did. I didn't get Stereotypical. That. But, yeah, like, I don't think the plows got the memo this morning because uh, it's pretty icy. Didn't you have to shovel quite a bit today? Yes, yeah, real fun. Real be <laughs> I love being Canadian on Christmas. It's real, real nice. I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't mind, you know, sitting back, relaxing, sunglasses on, sunburned all over my face with a pina colada in my hand on a beach. You know, that just that just screams. That Christmas. sounds like the dream. That's the dream. That right? just screams Christmas. <laughs> That's like the dream. Nice, <laughs> nice, good one, good one. But yeah, so December twenty fifth was the start of the twenty twenty one World Junior Hockey Championship in Edmonton. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of Canadians, at least, yeah, look forward to the World Juniors every every year, every holiday season. You know, sure. it's really big, at least here in Canada. Um, hopefully, it's as big as everywhere else around the world. But who are you most looking forward to to seeing this tournament? I have, I have a couple of names. Obviously, one that I want to talk about is on drafted by the Montreal Canadiens is Cole Caulfield on Team USA. And everyone talks about how small this guy is, but he has the deadly shot. And USA, I don't know. I don't know how good I expect them to be because we know they're showing on Christmas. Yeah, exactly. We know they lost to Russia yesterday. Spencer Knight. It it, it is Russia. Spencer Knight. Pardon? Spencer Knight. Spencer Knight, yeah. Best goal, the best goalie in the world juniors. Five goals? Mm, I don't know. But it's only the first game. I think the USA, that was their toughest matchup, honestly, because Russia's. Well, that group, Group B is just (laughs) stacked. Compared to the Swedes, yeah, the Czechs, I want to say, yeah, the States and Russia, yeah, and then I think Canada's toughest opposition is the fifth. It's yeah, Canada's would be Finland is their toughest. Canada, opposition. yeah, Canada, Finland, Slovakia, and Germany, Germany, yeah, and one other team I can't think of, but they will come to me. Uh, come to me later. Yeah, but yeah, uh, back to Caulfield. I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, Obviously, being a Sens fan, like a kind of a Sens fan, I'm excited for Tim Stutzel Strudel to, to see how he does uh, with Germany. Yesterday, he got a goal and assist in the loss against Finland. With 14 skaters. Yeah, with 14 skaters. So because of COVID, they had few guys down. But those are like, I'd say the two biggest guys that I'm looking like to watch. 
uh, this World Juniors. How about yourself? Yeah. Uh, the other stud on Germany is uh, J.D. Paterka. I don't know a whole lot of mm. people know about that name, but it was, it's him and Stutzla that yeah. are going to carry that team for as far as they want to go. But interesting note, there is no relegation for this year. So that's really? a nice little plus for uh, the Austrian and German teams because, you know, they're going to have a hard time making it out of their groups. Uh, but Canada, loaded, loaded team, especially this year with uh, NHL Always. not coming back until the 13th. But your boy, the captain, Kirby Doc, was, everyone was looking really forward to seeing him tear it up. Yeah. The tournament with a ungodly broken wrist. I, mean, I can't even show you how bad it is because it's just. Yeah. Anyway. I still haven't seen it. I don't want to see it. I exactly. think after you telling me. <laughs> the guy that they didn't play for the pre-tournament game, Phil Tomasino. Just yeah. to put it in perspective how good this Canadian team is, he had 100 points last year in 60 games, and he sat. So it's going to be one heck of a team for Team Canada. But, yeah, back to the, the States. Like yeah. you said, goal, goal, Caulfield. Uh, Jake Sanderson, third overall pick by the or fifth overall pick by the Sens. Yeah, he's gonna, have some, he's gonna be ridiculously good. Uh, Zeke, Trevor Zegras, you know that name from last year, and Alex Turcott. Yeah, really good. Uh, Sweden still got the 52 game winning streak in the round yeah. robin, and I think that's gonna hold because they're up 5 1 right now. Uh, yeah. Lucas Raymond, Alex Holtz will be the stars of that team, and Daniel Alfredson was supposed to coach, which would have been really, but COVID can COVID protocols didn't make that happen but yeah like you said you know who's coaching the russian team who is that mr igor larianov Jeez, unbelievable man. unbelievable player back in the 80s and 90s but yeah. leafs fans if you're looking for some other f- people to watch it's rodion amirov from russia the first round pick i was skeptical i was skeptical of the pick but he had one heck of a game against the united states of america <laughs> last night he was flying all over the ice killing penalties and he's got a letter so you know Nice little plus for Christmas, the Christmas season. So with that being said, who do you think is going to give Canada the best run for the money? Because without a doubt, they're the favorites. Yeah, I 100% Canada's the favorites. I think that every year, obviously, because you're Canadian. But this year, I think it's actually true. A lot of people would say so. And I'd say Russia would be the toughest team for Canada to face this year. A lot of people predicting and watching TSN, like Craig Button, predicting that they're going to face off each other against each other in the finals. Um uh, I think Sweden's always a team that you have to look out for because they're consistently good, but they just can't get past. They can't get to those medal rounds and win consistently. They, they're amazing. We know this in the round robins. They don't lose, but they have to get past these games in the final, in the playoffs. So I think it's, but I think it's going to be Russia. Yeah. Uh, they probably have the best well-rounded team besides Canada. Uh, their goaltender, Yaroslav Askarov, right-handed mm-hmm. catch. So you barely see that. I'm sure you know. Yeah, goaltender six yep. four at 18 19 years of age is ridiculous. Huge. Yeah, he didn't have the tournament he wanted to have last year, looked real shaky and net. Yeah, but I remember that. He's played unbelievable on the KHL four, four and three record, but the goals against average is unbelievable at 0.96. Holy, like so anything gonna, below 2.5 is good. That's that, and he's an 18 year old kid. Yeah, so <laughs> he's gonna be probably the best, the best goaltender of the tournament without yeah. a question. Yeah. Sorry, Spencer Knight. Yeah, unfortunately, Spencer Knight. But I love to see anyone but the Americans succeed low key. Um, we're going to talk about yay. the NBA. <laughs> we're going to talk about the NBA. We had a bit of drama in the beginning, right from the start. James Harden being James Harden, a diva. Uh, 
he went on to a, he went to a strip club without a mask and then the first game against OKC and Houston Houston did not have enough players so that game had to be postponed because of people quarantining and because of James Harden's actions and he was only fined Adam Silver only 40, saying 40,000 yeah, I think it was something around there. Because of the Christmas, because it was Christmas. It's Christmas. It's the first time offense. So I'm like, okay, but it's going to happen again. So maybe some harsher penalties. Hey, you know what the number one rule is of those places? What's that? Bring your sandwich because the food's terrible. Yeah, that's true. The food is awful there. But would you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, like we said, this Rockets were severely undermanned to start the season off. So they cannot even play their play first- a game yet. I don't think they have. No, I don't think they've played a game. Yeah, no, they have not played tonight. a game. I think they played tonight. It would make sense. I, I'll still excited yeah. to see John Wall and Boogie Cousins play though. So yeah, those are the guys like the the and Christian Wood. I'm excited to see play too with Overrated. Houston. Yeah, you can think that. I'm excited to see him play. Um, but we'll hopefully Houston will not have any more situations like this early on in the season. Um, James Wiseman is having a hot start to his rookie year. He, in his first two games, is averaging 18.5 points per game, seven boards, and he's 50% from the field, and astonishingly, 80% from the three-point Small line. sample size, but... Yeah, small sample size, but to start off in your first two games, that's not too bad. You know, like, Steph Curry, he's playing some games. He was two of ten in his last game from three. It's, He's not in, he's not there quite yet, but it's going to take some time for a lot of these guys to get back into the rhythm. But what well, do you yeah. think of James Wiseman? Well, he's he's a rook, and he got the first start of the year at center. So I mean, I think he might yeah. just he might push James or Draymond Green out of the out of the uh, the frame there in Golden State. Although he's probably yeah. going to be the starting power four. But I didn't know Draymond Green averaged under ten points per game last year. He averaged under ten points. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And he thought like he's talked like one of the best players in the league. Yeah, and that's what happens when your two best guys go down. and you exactly, have... right? True color show. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. like James Wiseman, if you're shooting 80% from three and you're over seven feet, good luck guarding them, man. Yeah, that's Good luck awful. guarding them. There's... Yeah. Another another guy I think is that it's impossible to guard is Kevin Durant. And him playing against the Boston Celtics uh, yesterday, I was watching. It was like, what else could you do? Tristan Thompson. Vintage. Kevin Durant. It was vintage Kevin Durant. Tristan Thompson's in his face, completely in his face. Katie's like, I don't care. Just puts it in. Kyrie, we know, had a great game. So the rest of the team. Burn on that sage, baby. Yeah, the the Nets are playing really good right now. Uh, Kyrie, yeah, burning that sage. I don't know what's going on with him. He's always been. Exercise the demons. (laughs) This guy, I don't know. He's trying to sage the court. He's a flat earther. I I don't know what to believe with this guy. He's a flat earther. This guy believes the world's flat. Um, but yeah, you can't argue that he's playing amazing. He dropped 37 points. And the rest of the team's playing amazing too. KD, 25.5 points per game. Uh, the Nets blew out the Warriors by 26 in the opening night. And they won by 28 against Boston. I was watching a majority of that game. And I got kind of busy with Christmas stuff. But they were close for a lot of the game. And then I, I checked my phone. I'm like, why did Brooklyn just pull away? Like They just they started pulling away and they blew both teams out still. So. Um, I think Golden State has the record now for the worst point differential for the first two games at 68. Really? Yeah. So, you know, it's a hot start for Steve Kerr and Golden State. Mm. But I forgot to mention this. Uh, do you want to talk about uh, the reincarnation of Kobe? Oh, Jason Tatum? Yeah, I was waiting for that. <laughs> yes. Jason. Oh, Jason Tatum? Yes. <laughs> Jason Tatum? Yeah, he is the reincarnation of Kobe. Do you see what he's doing? Do you see? I want to talk about 
the I know we didn't really get to talk about this on the podcast is the first game was Boston against Milwaukee and Jason Tatum shooting over Giannis banking and then hopefully he called bank hopefully I, I don't know but then going down the other side with 0.4 seconds left they inbound it foul on Giannis Giannis it's they're down by two Giannis hits it the first free throw I'm screaming at my computer brick 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 what are you doing my magic fingers and what do you know Giannis bricks the shot and I just believe that he's a, not a clutch performer, in my opinion. So, do you remember in first year we were watching that game? I would want to say it was the Lakers, like the first year LeBron was in the Lakers, and they played the Celtics. And Rondo and scored. Rondo, yeah. <laughs> I remember that game. Don't worry. Yep. Yep. You better. I, was, I freaked out. I was like, are you kidding? I was listening on like the radio or something. I'm like, are it you It was kidding? on my computer. Oh, was I'm it on your computer? Yeah. It was, it was, yeah, it was just audio for whatever reason. Yeah, and I was just like trying to listen. I'm like, are you kidding? Like, did he really just, that just do just happened. Yeah. Oh my I god. I think have that video saved. Of that That's movie. fine. I think it's fine. <laughs> I don't want to see it. NBA champion Rajon Rondo of your yeah. 2020 LA Lakers. But we're gonna move to the NFL for the quick couple game actions we've had over the last couple of days. The mm-hmm. uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have clinched a playoff spot by absolutely throttling the Detroit Lions, 47 to seven. Not even a contest from the get-go. Tom Brady had 348 yards, four touchdowns, and 29 fantasy points in a half. In a half. Can we just think about that? In a half. He had a perfect passer rating. In a half. Like you, He put up a full game stats. In a half. On God, Fum. <laughs> that was unbelievable. Unbelievable yeah. performance. Turning back the clock mm-hmm. for TB12. But Rob Gonkowski also had a nice game. Game, two receptions, 58 yards, and two scores for 19 fantasy points. So you can think, who was the uh, backup quarterback for Tampa Bay? Blaine Gabbert. Oh, Mr. Jacksonville Jaguar himself. Blaine Gabbert throwing <laughs> one to Gronk for a nice score to start off the second half. And Mike yep. Evans. Oh, boy, oh, boy, did he have a good day. Yeah. 10 receptions, 181 yards, and two touchdowns for just a measly 40 fantasy points. So, yeah. Four. And Chris Godwin snatched one out of the air for a nice yeah. touchdown as well. Uh, if you didn't have him on your bench like myself, uh, you got screwed. <laughs> but on Christmas Day, it was nice to have some Christmas Day football. Alvin Kamara gave everybody Christmas Day gifts who had him on the fantasy team with a six-touchdown performance, which is tied for the NFL record. And I believe he put up 58 fantasy points. 58 fantasy is, points. Oh, 56, 56. 56. I can't read. Still the most. Brock, it's Brock. It's Brock Grammar. I'm sorry. <laughs> Still, uh, I was he could have put up six more because I remember they were on the goal line. Yes, and goal. Taysom Hill put it in. Taysom Hill put it in. I'm like, oh, he could get tie the record here and maybe break it again. So I'm like, oh, they talk, call timeout. Kamara's going to go in. Nope, Taysom Hill goes in. So He is going to be having to wear those Christmas Day cleats wherever he goes now. Yeah, honestly. But they're still on the hunt for the number one seed. Yep. They did clinch the division with that win. So, they, of course, I'm sure they want to be playing in the nice warm area of Louis, New Orleans in the Dome. Inside yeah. the frozen tundra Lambeau Field for the NFC Championship game. Yeah. And yeah, the, everyone wants that home advantage. Uh, but we're going to move into the NHL. Some NHL news. We know it's probably going to start up in January, mid January, maybe the later end of January, the NHL is going to start up again. But uh, the provincial leaders are pushing back with the NHL protocols with return to play. Like, uh, I know they want to get the Canadian divisions in there, and that's going to be tough to do. They're staying with Montreal, Toronto, and Quebec. Um, and I kept seeing that they maybe wanted to put some put some Canadian teams in the U.S. in cities like Kansas City, Milwaukee, and those teams that don't have NHL teams just to sit there because 
they have an NBA facility, so they can easily convert it into NHL arenas. What do you think the plan is going to be for the NHL? Well, it's yeah, like provincial or Bonnie Henry, like everyone knows who Bonnie Henry is if you're from Canada, the PC Minister of Health or BC Minister of Health. Uh, Ontario's and Quebec's provincial leaders are very hesitant on the NHL's protocol plan. But the NHL's pretty yeah. adamant on having a Canadian division. And I honestly, yeah. I'm sure a lot of hockey fans will be loving to see that every time. Um, and that's supposed to start off the season, right? The 13th is a Montreal-Toronto game, right? So I think yeah, exactly. it's going to yeah. be really hard to try to realign the rest of the teams into another, try to form some other semblance of a division. So yeah. I think the NHL's got to do whatever they have to do to get a Canadian division to happen. And with this division happening, this guarantees that one Canadian team will be making the final four. It guarantees it. Guaranteed. Jeez, so that's a one. So how it, I think how the breakdown is going to work is that besides the Canadian division, there are eight teams in each one, and then four the top four will be making the playoffs, mm-hmm. and then it'll be one, four, two, three, and then the button then the finals of each division, and then I'm assuming there's going to be a bubble for the semifinals and the cup final. And why wouldn't they just do the bubble the whole season in Edmonton when they in Toronto when it was so successful in the summer? I don't think you can put players in the bubble for six months. I think you could when you're getting paid millions of dollars, in my opinion. That's just, that just, I wouldn't be playing. I oh, yeah. I, I know a lot out. of players would refuse to play. I would opt yeah. out. Yeah. Because you're not like, it's tough. On- baseball didn't do it. NBA is not doing it. So I think it's just any, the NFL isn't doing it. Like you can't, I don't think you can reasonably ask a player to drop yeah. everything for six months and go and do nothing except play hockey. Exactly. They would lose their minds more or less. Exactly. You already saw like what it was like for the players in the bubble for two months. Yeah, and it was, and it they was couldn't see their families and everything. Exactly. So, like, like, that'd be to see how the Raptors just dropped everything and moved to Tampa, and see what they have to deal with, is pretty ridiculous. Like your practice court is in a, a ballroom. It's kind of crazy. Just to oh, see. sorry, you kind of just yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, the way that they have to adapt to play the way they want to and play six or successful is just going to be hard because you don't have a nice practice court like you did in Toronto. Yeah. And you're not going to have like the nice amenities that you ice amenities and you're living in a hotel room. Right. So like you're kind of forced to be play, do a basketball 24, seven, 365. Cut out again. You go ahead. I'm just going to, you go into the NHL still with Kovalchuk. Yeah, Kovalchuk, um, he's not going to be returning the NHL next season. Can't remember exactly where he signed which team, but he's back in the KHL for two more years. Um, I think we, this kind of like last week, we kind of heard rumors that his stint in the NHL in the NHL was kind of over, and it is now. It's confirmed, so he won't be returning. Another person who won't be playing a big name is Nikita Kucherov. He'll be missing the whole entire season of 2021 due to hip surgery. I know that's a big loss for Tampa Bay, but does that mean that they have some more cap space that they can that's, sign some people? Yeah, very much needed cap space. So you can throw Kucherov's nine point something salary on the long-term IR so it does not count towards the cap. And that saves Mr. Julien Brisebois yeah. a lot of headaches. Yeah, Wait, it does. And I haven't heard anything. Yeah, I don't I think we heard anything uh, there's been any news about it. I yeah, so... I don't know. Keep your, keep your eyes. I don't know what's going to happen with Steven Stamkos. Yeah, and then the, the Lightning signed Anthony Sorelli to a three-year contract with fourteen point four million, so four point eight uh, annually. So that's a good signing. I think One he's a good depth forward for them. One of the most underrated players in the league. 
Anthony Sorelli. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. I think and he's getting we know this, less we... than what he should be getting. Really, you think he should be deserving more? Five million at least. He does everything for that team. Penalty, really? uh, penalty kill, power play. You need a faceoff. Throw on Sorelli. Absolutely. Yeah. And you machine. hear his name all the time. You can hear the commentators all the time talking about Sorelli. He's all over the place. So I agree. He's like a Swiss Army knife for that team. He's an absolute machine. And next to Malcolm's favorite sport in the world to be talking about, it's soccer. Uh, the Premier League table after today, which is Boxing like Day. Liverpool huh? still stand upon the table at 31 points with a ton, a ton of injuries to be dealing with there. You know, Virgil van Dijk's out for the season. Really? One of the best young center backs oh. in all football right now. Joe Gomez is out. Uh, you dealt uh, a ton, a ton. Like Diego Jota is having an unbelievable season. That's because a lot of injuries are forcing him out. Trent has been out with some injuries. Andrew, Andrew Robertson's been out with injury. Like all your studs on Liverpool, Jeez. It, they've been hurt with something and they're still first. Leicester <laughs> city remains second at 28 points and right behind them, Manchester United at 27. Those two teams drew this morning 2 two uh, Everton, a very surprising, I would say surprising team to be fourth in the table, which would make a champions league at 26 points. Remember Hamas Rodriguez at the 2014 world cup, Hamas Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah. He is on this team. So he's having a really? great season off of real Madrid. So he can finally play the game. He wants to be playing rather than Zidane Zidane slapping him on the rump every time to get yeah. himself going. Yeah. Uh, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin, a great English sensation, has been playing very good football. Alain, a good Brazilian center or center midfielder. It's a good team. It's a good team. And I want to say, is last game is Holtgate, another good young English center back. A lot of up-and-coming teams on Everton. And fifth, one spot behind everybody, Austin Villa, Chelsea, and Spurs all at 25, and Manchester City at 23. But that's going to change. In a few minutes, because they're throttling Aston Villa right now. Really? What's the score? Uh, it was 3-1. Oh, damn. But the mo- the biggest sore thumb that sticks out in the Premier League table is 14th place, and that is the Arsenal Gunners. Mm-hmm. They, have been ha- they have been having a rough go of things. I think they've scored a grand total of five goals the whole season. Did they actually win? T- did they actually win today? They've got their first win since November the first today. Oh, man, with I... a three-one win over Chelsea. So you know, not the easiest of competition in the world. You know, on ESPN, how you have those streaks, like you can do the streak things. I picked Chelsea to win. I'm like, ah, oh, Chelsea's <laughs> definitely gonna be, and they lost. I'm on a losing four now. I thought I was gonna break my streak, but no, yeah. I was about to break it. Damn. But yeah, they're really, I would say, concerningly close to relegation because you know, top twenty. The bottom three teams of the 23-man team, 23-man league, will be relegated to the premier of the championship. So if Ars- like Arsenal is dangerously close, so I think they- if they get relegated, oh boy, I hear it. <laughs> yeah, that's something. That's something. And then Lionel Messi has broken Pele's goal-scoring record for most goals with one team, with uh, the modest 644. <laughs> And he's been on Bar. I can't believe he's just stayed with Barcelona for. Who this knows moment. for how long though? Because you know all the rumblings that happened in the summer. Yeah. Oh no, Jaden Sancho. I apologize. No Jaden Sancho talk today. <laughs> no Sancho. Well, we did kind of just mention him by saying we don't have anything to talk about him. Yeah, oh, I love him. Love that guy. But yeah, Lionel Messi's been on that team since 2005 as a 16-year-old. So that's crazy. He's been unbelievable. And when he did break this record. It was the eight-year anniversary of when he broke the record for most goals scored in a calendar year. Really? Same day. December 22nd, I want to say. That's when it was. Damn, bro. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he stays winning. Lionel Messi, 
He's right up there with Ronaldo. Who's better, Messi or Ronaldo? Uh, I'm always saying Ronaldo here. Uh, I think Ronaldo's, and you can you can argue for both. They're very. I wouldn't get upset if someone said Messi is their best. I get upset more when someone say Michael Jordan's the best basketball player of all time when you know it's LeBron James. But soccer wise, I think Messi and Ronaldo are the two up there that they're just so. They're two different positions, so you kind of have to like Messi's a better passer. I think Ronaldo's just that guy. He's in the box. He's going to score those goals. So I don't know. You can debate both. The way that I'm going to look at it, like how I look at it, is that it's international success because you know you can like you. It's really hard to pinpoint yeah. who's better for their club. Like because like they both have the same success, but Ronaldo's got the the Euro Championship on his belt, right? And what does Leo yeah. Messi have to his name? Yeah, not much. It's not like Portugal's got a whole like that 2016 team. Don't get me wrong, had some good players, but it's the, like. When you look at Argentina, you have Sergio Aguero, Angel Di Maria, you have Paulo Dybala, like really, really good players. Amazing players. <laughs> and like you have like Portugal now has got Joe Felix, who was not there in 2016. I think he was what? How old were we? We were 16. So he was like 17, 16 years old too. He was just a young kid. Jeez. So he's going to be like, he's going to be the focal point for Portugal after Ronaldo gets old and retires. But these two, I wish these two teams will somehow play each other in the World Cup. <laughs> I would love for that to happen. That would be amazing. I think everyone, uh, every soccer fan in the world would love Portugal. Really, this could probably be the last World Cup you're going to be seeing Leo Messi and Ronaldo would be playing in. That's fact. That's because there are no spring chickens. Yeah, that's true. But, They're getting yeah, good. that will end the weekly recap for today. We're going to be back this week with a special guest, Mateus Lovera, for the top sports moments of 2020 on New Year's Eve. So stay tuned for that. And you know what, wait. Malcolm? Stay tuned for 2021. Yeah, there are some huge things coming from the side of pure finesse. A hundred percent. Everyone should stay tuned. Yes, dream about that. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So until New Year's Eve, it's Jacob and Colton.